Hello, I'm your host Gary Oz, and this is Just Loving Life. Let's get straight into it. Now, the subject today is time, but the subject, the side topic is black people's time. But let me start off with this. Time waits for no one. Time stops for no one. Your excuses will not slow down time. Your indecisions will not delay time. Your complaining will not stall time and your regrets will not turn back time. So don't waste your time in anger, regrets, worries and hate because time will not turn back and cry along with you. It's time to let go of the past and stop worrying about the future. Your only time is now. Now in the definition of black people's time, also known as BPT, It means the solar time at which the average black person arrives, which is commonly known between, in the dictionary, as between 15 to 45 minutes. That's the sort of delays that's put inside the dictionary. Now, I can't believe that because I know a lot of people will be, a few people, I should say, only a few, that will be a lot later than that. Now, why is this of any importance? Well, guys, in this day and age, there's really no excuse to be late for anything we have a little device called a smartphone you can insert where you need to be in your calendar and your appointment and you can set a reminder beforehand to whatever time you choose 10 minutes before 30 minutes before an hour before now how is this so important well people respect people that are punctual and i've got friends that would say well if it's work related they're always on time why can't you just be on time, period? You know, be solid the whole time. And that means that your consistency, that means you're respectful to other people's time, which once gone, it's gone. You can't bring it back. I'll give you a little story how I found this was quite amazing. And I didn't know this for a while until I spoke to my sister in particular. A few years ago, a good few years ago, my sister was getting married and she put on her invitation an hour before the time that she wanted people there for. So the wedding was due to start at three o'clock, if my memory serves me correctly, but she put on the invitation two o'clock. The funny thing is, for me, I arrived there by my standards late. I got there 10, 15 minutes before two o'clock or should have been there in my head at least half an hour earlier. Admittedly, I was doing some running around, but I had focus to get there earlier. But I still arrived relatively in time. But she didn't make me aware of that because the appointment, really, the the wedding was for three o'clock, not two o'clock. So a few years go by and I asked her, why did you put that time allocation in your invitation? She told me that She'd been to a few ceremonies, weddings, christenings, etc. And she noted that there was a few people that kept arriving late, generally, you know, throughout the group. And important people, somebody of importance, some family member, etc., etc., that arrived there late. And the time was fixed. You know, you got the appointment booked in. It may be a christening, maybe something or the other, and they still arrive late. Um, My sister, like me, is very, at least that sister is anyway, very sticker for time, very punctual. And I thought that was great. And she said, this is not only common amongst our own race, by the way. 
uh, I know there's Asian time, and it's also Irish time. But I can only sp speak specifically what I can immediately identify with is black people time. And that commonly is being somewhere at the due respective time. Now, I've worked in various industries and noted when anybody that consistently arrives late, and arriving late to me is getting there within a hair's breadth. So let's, let's, let's factor this in. You are work for an employer for nine to five, Monday to Friday. But you always get there sort of five, ten minutes to go. And in that time, you decide to go to, I don't know, the toilet, bathroom, do what you want, make a coffee and tea. By now, it's about quarter past nine. So you've got there at five to nine. So in theory, you're there on time. But you, you've worked, you've not done any work and you've made, made your cup of tea, coffee, uh, you've sat down at your desk, it's, by now it's probably 20 past, 20 past nine, etc. But you've not started your work yet. You think nobody notices that. You should be ready to go at 10 to 9, ready to go. So as soon as that, you know, the shutters lift, you should be ready to go at 5 to 10 to 9 not be making tea and coffee. The weirdest thing is, though, if you get there early and at 10 to 9, quarter to 9, whatever time, even half past 9, and you decide to go and make a coffee or have a, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, a hot drink, I should say, at 9 o'clock and disappear for 15, 20 minutes, it's acceptable because all people notice that you're there at your desk. That's a little side trick. If you do work in an office environment and you do get there on time as well, to give people that you're, the illusion that you're always there on time, leave your jacket, I don't know, jumper, pullover, some sort of item stranded across the back of your chair. Psychological. I'll go into this in another occasion. It's just an image thing people portray. But as a black person, black man in particular, um, who's ran businesses in the past, I've noted when, made a mental note, when somebody's just not always on time and they arrive late and they've made the necessary apologies. You know, they're very courteous as well, but it's consistent. You start thinking that person's not reliable. You almost forget the other end of the day. That person might have stayed cons constantly half an hour later than normal, an hour later. And if that's the case, if you're finding it difficult to get to where you need to be in front of your employer, then you st stipulate quite clearly, can I start later? So you can start at 9.30 as opposed to 9 o'clock. So people are not consciously looking at you. Don't draw attention to yourself because it's, neg it's negative. I actually do believe that some people have a phobia regarding timekeeping. That's my personal belief. And the example I've stated earlier, which my sister was getting married, typified that. That even myself was running a tad late by my standards. That's still on time. And it was weird because I remember, as I said, being at my sister's wedding, that everybody, majority, a good 80 to 90% of the people that arrived there was on time. Because, but they were late by the invitational standards. They're still rolling out to 15, 2.30. 2 
some 2.45, and some long after 3 o'clock, which is the actual time of the wedding. The only person, theoretically, that is allowed to arrive late is the bride. In this case, my sister. At least that sister, anyway. Or any bride, as a point of fact. It's amazing how perceptions can tarnish your image. Amongst my friends, I'm always on time. If I'm late, there tends to be something wrong, but I'm always going to be courteous and apologise for it, but they know it's not me habitually being late. The other side of the coin, I will go somewhere customarily late, you know, make an entrance, that sort of thing, or nothing's happening after a certain time, so I'll get there a tad late. Especially if I know nobody's dependent on me or waiting around for me to be there early. What I'm trying to attain from this is is something simple, which is the value you pray uh, you you place on your own time. I'm going to give you a short story regarding uh, something I did as a child. As a child, I did a paper round. For those of you who don't know what a paper round is, is basically deliver papers, newspapers, and magazines and supplements in some insert in some somebody's letterbox because that's what they require in the days that people used to read a lot of newspapers. Now, everybody's on the internet, online. Those days, it was newspapers. And my sport of choice back then, number one sport for me was football. And I used to love playing that six, seven days a week, as many hours as I possibly could. But one of the things I liked doing, it was doing it before school started. So school started at nine o'clock. I wanted to be there for eight o'clock so I can play football. But at the same time, I had a paper round seven days a week at least the five days going to school. Now, I used to get paid a sum of money, which was about, say, five pounds, which was a lot of money back then, to do this paper round. And an out, and uh, a pound bonus if you got there before 6.30. Which, to me, again, was a lot of money. To me, that was, at least at that age, felt like free money. By so doing so, I remember thinking, well, that's great. I would always do that because I've got somewhere where I needed to be afterwards, which, as I told you before, is football. As time went on, um, getting there early, the owner of the shop used to comment, Gary's always getting there early. Again, I didn't think nothing of it because my concern was just to do what I had to do, get paid at the end of the week, but I wanted to play football with my friends. I had demands. I was, I was a fairly decent player, and because of that, I was paying for the school and, and the county come on the weekends. So I was there for training and everything else that conveyed all that. But nobody taught me that. It was something because I needed to be somewhere, and the importance for playing to me was highly important. That was that was my lifeblood. That's all I was really interested in at that time. But getting there early, um, I benefited of the bonus. But more importantly, as I said before, the owner would stress how punctual that I was and uh, the young boy who was older than me by four years would who would mark up the papers and he would be the top paper boy because he knew all the rounds and he would come in early to mark up the papers marking up meant putting the the address of the papers 
which we needed to be delivered. That was a very old fashioned way of doing it. But generally, then he would allocate what papers that goes into what sacks for whatever paper boys that going to deliver. But he was about when I started, I would have been about 12, 13. He would have been about 16 going on 17. So a year later now, he's getting to that age. He doesn't want to do that anymore. But I'm always arriving on time. And I didn't nominate myself for the job. So one day the owner says to me, um, do you want to mark up the papers? Now, <laughs> my first thought is, oh, another task added to everything that I've got to do. But I'm already arriving early. I can arrive earlier. It's not a problem. I love early mornings, even to this day. But what it meant to me was a pay rise. And he nominated me just because he knew that I'd get there early. So I had to get to the shop about half an hour earlier. I had to be in the latest six o'clock as opposed to say six thirty, give me enough time to mark up papers and any hassles and still do my own round. By this time I knew all the other rounds I experienced in the other areas. So now my I've had a pay rise of another pound. Pound bonus uh, for doing the round is five pounds for another pound bonus for doing um for arriving early and more importantly, I think it was about pound or two two more pounds to, be, to get up to get there early to mark up the papers i was rich so i thought at least at the time i had money coming nowhere more importantly i did all of my did my round did all the marking up papers everything that I needed to be done and still go to school the benefit of that later on was to get the best trainer the best football boots the best sports sport associated item what would it be socks, shorts, football top, boots, I don't know, wristbands. I know me at that particular time. I'm not too dissimilar now when it comes to sport. I want the kit, uh, for what, what, whatever the kit represented back then. All because I got there on time. So the importance of time to me is knowing where you need to be at any given time and how people view you. That's what I hopefully what you're taking from the story, how people view you. They'll see you that you, you're an important person. You don't allow time to run away with you. It will happen. I appreciate their extenuating circumstances. It always is. But make that the, the exception, not the rule. Now, if you're happy, go lucky, then so be it. Then, you know, what I've just said to you is, is not for you because you're happy being the way you are. And the world revolves around you. I don't think it revolves around me at all. I've got things that I need to do. So let's further redeem time. When we fully understand the value of our time, we see each day as the gift that it is. It helps us to keep the right perspective. We realise there are some battles that are not worth fighting. You don't have the time to get involved in things and not between you and your destiny, if that's the type of person that you are. If somebody has a problem with you, along with you being your best, doing what you believe with respect, that th that is their problem and not yours. You don't have to resolve conflict with every person. Some people don't want to be at peace with you. That's just a distraction. When you realise your time is limited, you don't respond to every critic. You don't waste your time trying to convince people to like you that are never going to like you. You accept the fact that not everyone is going to understand you. Not everyone is going to give you their approval, but that's okay. You just run your particular race. When you're redeeming your time, you're not trying to keep someone happy. That's never going to be happy. There are people, no matter what you do for them, 
it's not going to be enough. So what information do I hope you retain from this particular topic? Well, the bottom line is the one thing we can't get back is time. Again, let me truly dissect it again in, in a simple format. Assume we all sleep for eight hours and there are 24 hours in every day, seven days a week. That's a balance of 16 hours every day to do something left from that day. So we may work an average of eight hours a day and commute two more hours to eat and digest food through lunch break or tea break, etc. another hour. So that leaves you, I guess, the amount of five hours a day, five days a week within your working week. That's a total of 25 hours. That is yours. You can do, you can relatively can do whatever you want to do within those 25, 25 hours. However, over the weekend, you'll gain two days of 16 hours, equaling 32 hours. Two days of 16 hours, that's 32 hours. 32 plus 25 hours from our working week leaves us a total of roughly 52 hours. Now, within that time, that's you can spend as you would like. You can invest it by living positive, hopeful, pursuing your goals, being blessing to others, or you can waste it by being disorganized, unhappy, negative, discouraged, worried. But the principle is the same. At the end of the 24 hours, it goes away and we never get it back. That's how valuable I see time. And hopefully some of you are now beginning to get it. Some of you don't care what I've just said. That is your prerogative. I'm just stressing the importance of time to all of us. So why as we get older, all of a sudden we realise we're running out of time. But you never paced any importance in, in it in the beginning. Or with certain friends or certain family members or where you needed to be. Be ahead of the game. Stick things in diaries and calendars and your smartphone where you need to be at any given thing. And I appreciate And then knowing, just as importantly, your downtime. You've earned that right. You've absolutely earned that right. Don't think just because nobody's watching, they are watching. They do realise that. Everybody's watching your moves. But I'm not saying to worry about what people are viewing you. It's to know yourself that you've got a hold of this thing called time. Because you know, as soon as it's happened, it's, it's gone, it's lost. You don't get it back. And I learned at a very young age that time has no master. If you could get it back or look back as you are, as you were younger, the sort of things that you just took for granted. Time was definitely one of them. As we both know, as we get older, it's a more valuable commodity. Not important. Remember as a child that... Um, my birthdays and Christmases used to take ages to come around. I couldn't wait for it to come around. As we get older, we can't believe it's another one, another birthday, another Christmas. I still get a little bit excited when these things arrive. Not as much so, but I still am. Because I'm getting to the age where I just appreciate everything that's around me. Good, bad and indifferent. That's the subject for today black people's time and more importantly how we value it i hopefully what you get from this is just to take what your life is and value of importance just by the time that you give to somebody don't give things away cheaply and i mean your time is valuable i hopefully you're detected that from what i'm trying to convey in this podcast 
Thank you for listening to the show. My name is Gary Oz. This is Just Loving Life. And remember, let's be careful out there.